Welcome everyone to episode number seven of the Empower Good podcast. Today, I'm stoked to talk to Mikhail Alphon, a digital marketing entrepreneur who's not only gonna go into the nitty gritty of personal branding, but also talk to us about the importance of gratitude. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have Mikhail with me here today. What's up, man? Welcome. What's up, Joel? It's, uh, it's nice to finally do this. I feel like we've actually been trying to do it for a long time now. I think that's the case with a lot of people, actually. <laughs> you know how it is being busy. You know, you're always just, you know, DMing and connecting and, you know, we always talk about it and uh, it's, it's, it's here. It's now. Let's do right. it. And then life happens. Cool, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to, uh, to talk about whatever Empower Good is all about. I'm excited about this. Yeah, man. And by the way, I love your mic. Uh, Thank you. You got the good quality mic there. So, Honestly, your mic, I, I want that. I want that immediately and you sound amazing. Like I could, <laughs> you should just talk this whole time and I'll listen and then maybe interject. That'd be a lot more enjoyable, I think, for the, for the listener as well. I think, I think that would work out for your podcast, but this is <laughs> on the show, so... All right. So, uh, you know, obviously, like I know who a little bit uh, who you are and I've, you know, I've quote unquote stalked you. No, I'm just kidding. We've, we've been <laughs> Internet friends for a while. And uh, but just tell us like a little brief summary about yourself, maybe how people connect, connect, connect with you, like a little elevator speech here. And then I'm going to get into some other questions. Yeah. I mean, the where I am right now in my life is uh, I'm I'm. I'm a partner in a digital marketing company, right? I, uh, we've been at it for a, a little over four years, four years now, and this is actually my second shot at it. I started a company uh, four and a half years ago. The partnership didn't end well, and, or ended and did not end well, and I just kind of restarted again, and so this one's been together for about a year now. Excuse me. Um, so that's where I am right now in life. I mean, before that, though, it's funny because with us getting you you mentioned like dming connecting all things like that like it's funny because the digital marketing aspect of my life is such a small aspect of like what i actually do even though it consumes like 10 hours out of my every day there's so many other things that i'm interested in one of them is just communicating with people as well as you are um but in addition to that too like you know i like things like music and eggs benedict and writing and and self-improvement and you know there's just and then outside of that, I like, you know, poker. I used to be a professional poker player for three really? years. Like, yeah. So I used to do that and I love sales and there's just so many things that I really love. Um, but you know, right now I think the, the main focus and, uh, at least career wise is with the agency. That's really awesome, man. And, uh, you know, I have similar passions. I'm kind of like that too. I, you know, you're passionate about a lot of things. You enjoy a lot of different things. And, um, that's, that's really cool. I have, I have the same problem. You're trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause you like, you like a little bit of everything, but, um, I want to ask you about your backstory, you know, cause sure. obviously, you know, you had some success and like, you, I know you, I looked at your podcast and listened to some of it and you know, you've been doing this for what about almost a year, the podcast or how often do you do your episodes? Uh, man, when I started it, I think I did like 25 episodes in a month, dude. It was crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. because, okay, so I have this weird competitive bug inside of me. And I used to work with, I used to work with somebody. I noticed that they started a podcast 
And what's crazy is I hadn't even talked to them for three years or something like that, like maybe two years. I haven't even talked to them. But when I saw that they started a podcast, I was like, I could do that too. So like I started a podcast, in my opinion, made it better and then released 25 episodes and like shoved it down everybody's throats so that everybody knew that I had a podcast. I know that came, comes from a really weird place, <laughs> at least like what sparked it. But now, uh, you know, uh, we release the episodes or I release the episodes every week and I'm on that show. Like I'm just trying to connect with people I find interesting. Um, especially as I was saying before, Joel, it's like, yes, I have the marketing entrepreneurship thing in me, but I'm also so interested in these, in people that have overcome AIDS. We had a great story of somebody who overcame AIDS and is living with that is still HIV positive, obviously, but living a great life. Somebody who overcame cancer, uh, single mothers who got through that uh, part of their lives and created great careers for themselves. Like those things are really exciting for me. And I love learning from those people. Um, so I, you know, it kind of started as like the entrepreneurship thing, but now, you know, I just, I, I just want to talk to everybody. That's awesome, man. And uh, that kind of leads into the, to the, the, the backstory, the why, because, you know, people like you and I, we don't want to just be successful. Um, mm -hmm. We want to make an impact in this world. Mm -hmm. And, but a lot of times, you know, I didn't realize that until later on. What is your backstory? What's the kind of chip on your shoulder? Some people it's overcoming a disease. Some people had a car accident, near death experience, or maybe it's just something simple. You know, you just have a passion for a certain thing. What's your back? Why do you strive to be successful in all your areas? Why do you do that? Uh, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, there's a lot of different reasons. When I was, uh, when I graduated high school, for example, uh, I went straight into nursing school to be an LVN in California. It's called an LVN and every other place is called an LPN. And it's like a step under an RN essentially. I thought you were going to say everyone <coughs> in California becomes a nurse. <laughs> no, Filipinos in California become a nurse and I'm Filipino. So, but, um, but yeah, so I was a nurse and uh, I was a nurse, but what happened was my family was going so through some really weird things and full disclosure, my stepfather was like used my identity to um, embezzle a bunch of money. It was really, you know, that was tough and he was doing it on a larger scale to other family members as well. And at the time I, uh, you know, I didn't really know what was going on. We got served a lawsuit and um, I didn't know what to do. I went to him with it, not knowing that he was kind of behind a lot of the reason that this, he was behind, not a lot of reason, the reason that this was happening. Um, and long story short, I ended up losing my, uh, losing my nursing license because of that. And, um, and he ended up going to prison for three years. I, uh, I was with my mom, my brother, you know, he was going through some really tough times as well. And he ended up moving to India with my grandma and, uh, it was just me and my mom. And that's when I started playing poker professionally. I mean, it was a lot of odd jobs before I started playing poker. There was like, you know, I was cleaning carpets on the street I grew up in. I, sorry, this is kind of tough to like come back to it because I just saw my dad in India and it was like really hard. Like, you know, my stepdad, I call him my dad. Um, I just saw him and it was really tough, but anyways, um, what was I saying? So it was, it was my mom and I, and you know, I was, I was painting houses. I'd never painted houses before. I was literally cleaning the toilets of my friends. Uh, and you know, but then I, you know, I found poker. I mean, the you know, I found poker and I started playing that. I was running um, poker games um, out of some houses uh, in Orange County, actually. And then, uh, you know, when that wasn't working out, 
anymore. And when I didn't like that lifestyle, I mean, I was decent at poker, but I, and, but I was really bad at every other game, essentially, <laughs> like uh, sports betting. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, I started into telephone sales. Uh, it was straight up out of the boiler room. And that's where I kind of got my chops for, I think, sales in general. Um, and once I found out that that company was essentially like a sham, uh, I started my first company and in social media marketing. The CEO of the company that I was working with at the time decided to sue me for intellectual property theft and stealing clients and all this stuff. None of that stuff actually happened. This is like, this is the actual thing. None of that stuff actually happened. He tried to sue me for six and a half million dollars, right? Um, I didn't have six and a half million dollars. The conversation would be much different. I a might be flying out. A lot of people don't have six and a half million. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty intense. But my business partner at the time, and I, and two other people that used to work at the company were all involved in this. And I had literally zero money. And then, and we just had to kind of make it happen with this new company that I started. And in like, I remember closing deals that were like, you know, it was six hundred dollars to do a photo shoot, build a website. Um, what else were we doing? Build a website, manage their Yelp listing for three months and manage their social media for three months. That's how we started with deals like that. And our first social media con uh, client, like monthly social media client was like booked at $400 a month. We're in a completely different place now. So that's, you know, it's a little disjointed. It's kind of tough for me to talk about that sometimes because like, I, it's funny, even though everything that happened with my stepfather, who I call my dad, he married my mom when I was six months old. So he's my dad. I love him with all of my heart. I really, really do. But he's, it's, you know, it's something where it caused a lot of pain for my family. So there's that whole thing. But I guess the purpose and the reason behind everything that I'm doing is because dude, I've not that I've been everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Or I've been through all of it. Like, throughout the whole time, I had my health. I'm a relatively healthy person. Um, I had my mom, I had family members, but I know what it's like to be on food stamps in South Orange County. Not a lot of people know that. And that is, that's embarrassing. I know what it's like to count change. I know what it's like to, I know that a, uh, 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 what is it? A junior Jack and two tacos is $2 and 19 cents because that's all I could afford on my credit card that I was maxing out when I start when I started my company. And I know really, really well what, bologna sandwiches from the 99 cent store taste like it is not good for you or for your digestive system and getting through that into where I am quote unquote today where I don't think I'm anywhere but getting through that part of my life it's something that I do like to share because I think everybody has like micro problems or macro problems that they're dealing with and like and it's tough for them but with a positive attitude with you know faith with the right people in your life with work ethic, all of those things that so many people preach, it is true that you can actually get out of all of that. So that's a lot of the message that I want to put out in addition to letting people know that we're the greatest marketing agency in Orange County. <laughs> that's awesome. A little plug there. I appreciate, <laughs> you know, I, I thank you for sharing. You know, it takes, it takes a lot to share stories like that. And um, I can see, you know, how you want to use that, you know, that backstory, let other people know that there's hope. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really cool. I want to talk to you about something that I, um, that uh, it's somewhat like a personal question too, I guess you can mm -hmm. say. Um, you know, I've I've just started my podcast. Sure, and I've been doing my the Empower Good, you know, branding for like seven months on Instagram, and then we just recently. Has it already been seven months? I remember when you. Like, I think you asked about it, like to the Twitter fam and all that. I think you like asked yeah. about it, like what should I name it? Wow, time goes. Yeah, by. It was, it's been a long. Yeah, it's been a long time. I don't think it was like July or something like that. Mm, so it was about yeah. six or seven months, and. Um, 
you know, it's, this is this uh, this Sunday is going to be the fourth episode of the podcast. I'm doing nice. or whatever, and you know, I'm excited and th- things are awesome. But you know, like obviously, sometimes things go bad. Like obviously, people tell you stuff. Uh, you know, there's haters out there. There's negative things that happen, and then it mm-hmm. makes you feel bad. And you're like, man, you know, should I do this or whatever? That hasn't really happened to me. I've had like success, but mm-hmm. for some reason, maybe it's just because I look at other people. And I kind of like, I feel like my mentally you hit this wall and I feel like there's other people out there as well that are just starting out or even if it's been a long time, you know, you've done a lot and your podcast is, you know, it's more mature now. It's been around for a long time. Like talk about that, just, you know, hitting the wall, feeling like you're not doing enough or mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's patience or. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, the first things first, like I'm really excited that you haven't gotten any haters yet. Uh, yet being the, <laughs> being oh, yeah. like the highlight there. I mean, once you put out more content, there's sometimes you don't see your haters. They just block. I know, I, know I have haters. Yeah. They just haven't spoken up yet. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't, I, I, it's such a, it's such a cliche thing to say, but if you don't have haters, that means you're doing something wrong in my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, as far as hitting that, as far as hitting that, block and like how to get through that man i uh, i'd be lying if i said i didn't hit that like eight times a week but what i do tactically is i literally just i take a deep breath i've been really into i know that everybody's into meditation but before that it was a gratitude practice and um i just kind of go into that mode of you know i'll take a walk or i'll just take a couple minutes and i'll just go through the gratitude practice sometimes it's just texting my girlfriend i love you like out of the blue and that makes me feel better and just kind of realizing you know that what's in front of me is not the end goal the podcast i'm about to do the piece of content the clients i'm about to call that is not the end goal what the end goal is you know what making an impact growing in, growing the agency things like that and when you realize that today is just a small step it kind of for me, it helps you. It helps. And then in addition to that is the perspective is so much more important as well. Like we have the opportunity to sit here on a, what is today, Friday? Mm-hmm. Friday morning, 8.35 in the morning and just talk to each other. Like that's an incredible thing. And when you realize that today you probably didn't have to scrap for food, um, you have the internet, which is a great tool. You hopefully have your health, you have family and friends. And when you realize all that, it's not that bad and you push through. And it's something that I recently uh, talked about and posted about, I guess, is instead of working for the, like to prove the haters wrong, you have to prove the people that believed in you right. And when something, when your work comes from a good place and when you're trying to remind your mom, yeah, you told me I could be anything that I wanted to be. So here's me being anything I wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that fires me up all the time. Dude, that's that's like a power line right there. Don't prove the haters wrong. Prove those who, who encourage you right. And that's yeah, awesome. I wish I could take all the credit for that. I could, I'm could. i sure I've heard it somewhere, but you know, I couldn't refer. I looked it up. Like I like hey, to look up good, those quotes before I put it out, but whatever. <laughs> hey, good, good things need to be shared, man. And, Very true. You know, there's no copyright on good on good things. So yeah. now I'm going to use that one now. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I'm just going to show up on my feed. <laughs> I'll quote you though. Talk about positivity real quick. We're going to get into some practical stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. you know a lot about social media and communication, but just, I know it on your, on your profile there, it says, you know, positivity 100%. That's mm-hmm. like one of your mantras, I guess you can say like, yeah. talk to me about that. Why is that important? And like, and, and even maybe some practical things, like you talked about a, like a, um, like a, a, a gratitude, like mm-hmm. not ritual, but like a, a discipline, like, you know, you'd go out and like, you like just say a lot of things you're thankful for. Like, what do you Yeah, do? Yeah, I, actually. Yeah. So 
positive, I'll start with positivity. That has been such over the last four or five years, that has been such a big um, player in my life because it's, it, it is really easy to be cynical. It's easy to like talk crap on somebody. It's easy to kind of come up with like, uh, if I do this, then a negative outcome might happen. And I think that's why a lot of people fear, for example, putting out content. If I put it out, what if I'm not good enough? What if somebody makes fun of me? What if I get haters? That's their mindset. But if your mindset is, what if I put this out and people love it? What if I put this out and somebody thinks I'm the greatest singer on the planet? What if I put this out and I can change somebody's life? If you are able to think with that small adjustment a little bit more every single day, you will accomplish a lot more. And that's a small way to be very positive. And it's hard to change that mindset, but it's in very much it's a it's a very easy way to start making decisions quickly. I tend to think on the positive side of most things, and it didn't happen. Um, it didn't happen overnight. It took a really long time to practice and uh, to practice that and wire that in my brain. But you know, you just have to have good perspective on things. Is that, is that just something that you say, oh, this is something that I like doing, you know, like some people like uh, cycling versus running, you know, or is it something that you find as a necessity, like for all human humanity? I think it's a necessity. I think it's a necessity if you want to accomplish anything in your life, you know what I mean? Because if you, if you can't, if 90% of the time you're thinking, uh, if I do this, then X, you know, negative outcome might happen. You're probably not going to make a move at all. And that's half the battle is just getting started. Right. So, you know, I, I do think it's a necessity. All of those runners, those basketball players, they didn't care if they got haters. They're just like, I wanted to be the greatest in the world or whatever it might be. I think I might impact somebody's life. That's why they did those things. As far as the gratitude practice is concerned, that's actually something um, that I started four or five years ago. And it's something I learned from Tony Robbins, actually. And uh, uh, I read the book, Awaken the, the Giant Within. I, I believe in it. It starts with that gratitude practice. But really what it starts with is, you know, you kind of, it sounds hokey, but you close your eyes and then you think of all the people and all of the things in your life that you're truly grateful for. And then you really focus on like a moment. So for me, um, you know, the, the first thing I can think of is a moment with my uncle. Um, it was at his birthday party and we were just in the middle of a restaurant. I just gave him a hug and I said, I love you. And he just said, I love you back. And that was it. And it made me so I could cry right now it makes me so happy um but like but that makes me feel really good and it puts me in that place and then it, all of a sudden like you know my i can feel my physiology actually changing and then i think of more things i spin that out my uncle who actually happens to be that stepdad's brother is the closest so that uncle is very close to me but anyways and then i think of you know maybe a moment with my girlfriend or a moment at work or one of my friends, something like that. And it keeps spanning out, spanning out. And yeah, I do say thank you for all these things. I'm a God fearing person, despite my language and some of my uh, actions. So it's a lot of like, thank you God for these blessings type of thing. Um, so that's what it starts with. And then after that, I start, of, I start thinking about all the things that I want to accomplish and all of those things that I want to accomplish. Now I'm thinking in a more positive state of mind because I just came from a place of being incredibly happy for these moments that I've been blessed with in my life. Right. And then it kind of stems from there. And then you put it like you put it into work and practice. Yeah, that's solid, man. I do the same thing. Um, sometimes, I mean, you know, sometimes it's just smaller, grateful things. So like, Hey, thank God for this. And you know, whatever, I'll say that throughout the day. But sometimes when I'm really down, mm -hmm. I'll literally like 
take a journal out and I'll like put down 50 things that I'm thankful to God, wow. you know, and like, actually one time I did a hundred, 50 things that had happened in the past and f- like 50 things that I'm grateful that are g- positive things that are going to happen in the future. And like, that's amazing. It's a hardcore exercise. I told my buddy about it the other day and he's like, man, that's hard, yo. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it, uh, so it helps, so it helps. It helps. Actually, I have, um, I have a, gra- I have a five minute journal and it's very similar, right? But it doesn't do 50. It does three in the morning. So well, I just, that's just a self thing that I did. Yeah. 50 is intense. I do that on airplanes sometimes. Like I'll go for as long as I can before like my arm cramps up or something like that, but I'll definitely write it out. I also, for whatever reason, for the listener, I also, for whatever reason, find it to be much more powerful when you do write it down and not type it out. And yeah. you should like, you know, or thinking saying, about it is one thing. Right. Or saying, writing yeah. It versus saying, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. That's solid, man. That's some practical advice. I want to get into the practicals. Like actually let's, let's do some actual social media, digital mm-hmm. communication. Cause I feel like there's never been a better time in our history to communicate ideas yeah. in, in the context of empower. Good, good ideas. If mm-hmm. you know, everyone has a passion, everyone has a message, but I want to take it a step back. Just really short. Like how would you recommend someone find like they know they want to make an impact but they don't know if like, is it like healthy cooking or is it mm-hmm. like you know uh starting an orphan you know like you know helping a cause to raise money for orphanages like like how would you recommend you know somebody find what what their i guess you can call it their channel or their instagram or their blog topic mm-hmm. It has to be something that they're really passionate about. That's the thing. Everybody can say that they're passionate about positivity and motivating people, but it is hard to do that on a regular basis. Like it is just hard to do that on a regular basis. I'm not saying that you're not a positive motivational person. I'm definitely not talking to you, Joel, but like anybody, I'm not saying that about you, but that isn't like your whole life for the cook, for the person that cooks, you know what I'm saying? that cooking aspect of their life might be the thing that they're 90% on, in my opinion. Like that's a majority of their passion. So just start doing stuff about cooking. There's a great guy I know. His name is uh, Charles Chen, an influencer that I work with. He's been on TV and, you know, the Food Network, things like that. He is an insanely positive person. If he was sitting on this call with us or on this podcast with us, he would agree with everything that we're saying, all the practices that he does, so on and so forth. But 90% of his content is about cooking, healthy life, things like that. And that's what he's known for. And then he sprinkles in that motivation stuff after if that's what you want. So, so he, he could be a, a 100% motivational guy. Um, but he, yeah, I think he could. Some people can. That's what I'm saying. Like some people could do too, but how do you find out which one you're not only passionate about, but also good at? Right. I mean, so as far as what you're good at, it's just, it's just one of those things that you don't find a lot of challenge in. Some people it's singing and passionate, being passionate about something and being good at something are completely different. But I think you just have to give yourself the opportunity and start with something. If you love cooking or if you love, you know, table tennis or something like that, there's nothing wrong with putting out content on that and like how to, you know, how (laughs) just the easy tactics on playing table tennis. Is it called table tennis or ping pong? Uh, Both. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's but it sounds really silly, right? It it sounds silly. It's like why would anybody want to watch somebody playing table tennis and take lessons from that? Well, why would anybody want to watch poker on ESPN? It still happens. And it like if you don't know the game of poker, it's boring to watch, right? But like there's a niche for everything, and I think if you have a little bit of interest in something, do it for, you know, 90 days, 6 months, whatever it might be and then try it for 12 months. And if you're still fired up about it, then maybe that's the thing. But I'll be honest with you, Joel, like for me, it, it's, 
it's the same thing. I didn't realize that I loved business and building businesses as much as I did. I like, I didn't know that, like, I didn't know that, you know, I never called myself like an entrepreneur when I started. I, I'd never made those correlations. I don't know 80% of those like CEOs that everybody talks about. Like I know the basics, like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, obviously, like I know Tim Ferriss and Jocko Willink and those kind of guys. But outside of that, like, I just figured out who Jeff Bezos was like two months ago. I know that sounds really silly, but I just don't pay attention to that stuff. But my point is I didn't realize I had such a passion for this until I started doing it. And then I realized I was decent at it and now I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just getting started on at least one interest and then finding out if you like it, you know, you just got to start. Absolutely. What, what, how do you figure out what channel to start speaking about? I mean, you, you, some people just do a full Instagram. That's all they do. Some mm-hmm. people start a podcast. Some people start YouTubing. They do a vlog or some people start doing like a value driven content, like topic based, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like five things that whatever, or like some people are writers. Like how do you identify like what skill, like, or what, what medium to start communicating? And then what, what, uh, you know, how do you go from there? Like, before I answer this question, did I answer the last one right? Were you talking about interest in general or interest in writing video podcast? Da, da, da. No, no, it was perfect. It was perfect. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, as far as figuring out what, um, what like mediums to put out content on, uh, I would say no matter what, you have to be on Facebook and Instagram, no matter what. Um, that's just where everybody is. You have, you know, you have basically everybody on Instagram. And then you have like your parents and some older people, I guess you could say like an older demographic on Facebook. Those two are staples. And I think you have to find a way to get on those, uh, to get on those mediums, you know, uh, consistently. So if you, even if you are doing a podcast, you know, um, and that it like, that doesn't make sense on Instagram, you still have to promote it on Instagram. Right. And what you can do is you can use your captions to, uh, you can use your captions to kind of describe what happened on your podcast or whatever it might be, or to spread your message. So I would use your captions and, uh, and you know, your photos can literally be, I can take a picture of this right now. Right. And, uh, of the computer screen and my microphone. Actually, we probably, <laughs> we probably should. We probably should. Uh, I'm definitely going to. Um, but yeah, so that's what I would say. And as far as like finding out like what you should do long-term, I think you got to start figuring out where you're getting really good response. Um, so, and, and also it goes back to what you like doing. If you like writing, you know what I mean? If you like writing, then put your stuff on medium.com or on your website. You know, uh, just because Instagram is popular doesn't mean you have to like, you have to try and become a photographer. Sometimes people just don't have the eye for it. Um, but, you know, I think that a really great writer is going to have more success on medium than a really great writer who tried to do photography on Instagram. I like it. I like it. Let's talk about monetization real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to your podcast and from what I could tell, at least the one that I listened to, there was no ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just went, I loved it straight in. You had your introduction and you say, Hey, what's up everybody. And I do the same thing. I just yeah. do a quick little, little teaser at the beginning and then I go straight into it. And at the end I just say, thank you. And mm-hmm. you know, subscribe, rate and review or whatever. Um, people always ask me like, Hey, so are you going to like, like, is, can you even make a living, you know, or whatever. And I don't think everyone's, I guess you get quote unquote called or, or destined to make a living on social media, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a podcast or YouTube or whatever. It's, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what's your take on that? You know, should, should people, you know, is it, is it, do you monetize this, the, the actual communication or do you use that platform to monetize on other things? Like what, what's your take on that? What do you do? And then, you know, what would you recommend people? 
So as far as monetizing a podcast or a YouTube platform, I don't have a lot of expertise in that because I have not done it myself and I have a real big problem with people who talk about that stuff and don't do it themselves. Um, so with that being said, what why, I do why know, do you not do it? Um, I haven't really tried yet, to be honest. And it's just, I don't know. I'm not, I, I, well, actually I do know. The reason I haven't monetized that stuff is I know how much attention and, and nurturing it's going to take for me to position my podcast to do that. Um, just down, like, let's take the podcast for example, cause that, that in addition to like, that's like the number one thing that I'm doing consistently. So the podcast, for example, I know that I have to uh, have at least decent analytics, maybe not crazy. I think that you can pitch it properly to be like an advocate for a certain brand. But um, I know that studying your analytics, being able to report how many downloads you're having, which regions you're coming from, and you know, kind of figuring out your audience is probably something a brand wants to see. Even though I haven't done it myself, I foster a lot of relationships between influencers and the brands we work with at my agency. So I know what people are looking for. So I know that that takes time to do. And the more time I take to do the podcast and anything else that's kind of a vanity thing takes away from my business. And my business is the number one thing that I, I want to do. Now, with all of that being said, um, I consistently put out content on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I used to be Snapchat, but not anymore. The podcast, I actually have a YouTube page with like 60 videos on it. And I think I have more videos than I do views right now, but I have it out there. I also have a website and whatever else content that I put out, like I, I, I put out more content than most people I know that don't have a team of their own. Right now I've been able to quote unquote monetize that because of the fact that I know how every single one of those platforms work inside and out. I know what it takes to create a podcast, to create a great Instagram post, uh, to create a video. I did 15 vlogs just from my phone. I edited it on my phone and everything. Right. And the only thing I didn't do was upload it from my phone cause I didn't have the data plan for it, but I know how to do all those things. Now, when I'm sitting in the boardroom or with a prospective client meeting, I can speak with confidence that I've done all these things for myself so I can do it for them. And if they ask what the ROI is of doing all that content, I tell them, well, I'm sitting here with you now and it's because of the fact that you've seen that I've done all of these things and they get it. You know what I mean? So that's how I quote unquote monetize it. I've been asked to do influencer campaigns. Um, but you know, the money just really isn't there for me yet. Like I don't have a lot of followers. I have like 7,000 followers or something like that. The money isn't really there for me yet. And actually a pretty large, uh, whiskey company reached out for me to do it. And everybody kind of knows who this is, but I don't think I can say who it is, unfortunately. But, um, but like they wanted to, they just wanted to pay me 300 bucks to do it. Like I'm not willing to start changing my content up for 300 bucks. Like that doesn't make sense. I would much rather, um, I would much rather create something of my own from that because then I have all of the equity in it instead of just taking a brand deal here and there. So I th that's actually one of the end goals for me is to create a product of some sort. And the way that I would put it out is, uh, you know, through my social channels and that following instead of taking a piece, a small, small piece from somebody else. No, that's, that's really awesome. I want, you know, just the other day we were on live together. I, I tuned in and we, we, we shared a live and we talked about, uh, you said something about Linktree. And this is the last mm -hmm. question I want to talk about. And it's kind of mm -hmm. maybe we repeat what we talked about. How do you, how do you, well, actually, I just thought of another question. No, please. <laughs> but, but how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, with Linktree, it's something that just kind of, you know, it's, it's an application or you could use your personal website for it. Comment real quick on that. And then I want to talk about uh, growing your Instagram um, 
you know, and some people use, you know, fake follower, you know, like mm. follow on follow software. People have hit me up to do it for free because they love mm. my content, you mm. know. So let's talk about Linktree first and then we'll talk about Instagram and then. Uh, Linktree is really cool. I think it's actually link.tree if you go to that or if you just look up Linktree on Google. Um, but what's nice about that is because I have like every platform live and even I forgot to mention like LinkedIn is when you click the link in your bio, it opens up like a small little site that has just a direct link to so it's like a landing. Single. It's like a landing page. It's almost like a landing page. Yeah. And so I, I would recommend that anybody with more than one platform have that. It's, it's a free tool. You don't have to pay anything, which is excellent. And um, yeah, you can link out to all your content. So definitely do that. Um, especially if you don't have the swipe up feature on Instagram yet. Um, so Linktree, do Linktree. That's awesome. So how do you say, so how do you, I think that's a good idea unless you have a website that has all your stuff very, you know, well-structured. A lot of people can't do websites. But even then uh, with the website, the website takes longer to load and any friction and Mm -hmm. any, yeah, any friction that you cause between uh, your, uh, you're already asking them to leave your post or leave your Instagram story, click a link in your bio, which is like a pain in, you know, it's a pain for people to actually do that. Um, we're so lazy nowadays. We're so, but we are so lazy, but it's true. So the less friction that you can cause, the better. And so when you're loading up your website, a lot of times the website takes forever to load or it kicks you out of Instagram, right? Whereas if you, um, if you use Linktree, there's not, it doesn't take a long time to load. It loads pretty instantly. So even if you do have a website, I would still recommend putting your Linktree, uh, using Linktree and then just having your website in your Linktree. I love it. I love it. Um, next to last question. <laughs> no, no, really though. Cause I always have, I have a closing question that I ask everybody, but right. that one, let's talk about Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the platform that I started off on because I was like, I want to be strategic. I want to have a, a, an audience that I can, when, when my podcast comes out, I can pitch it. Yeah. Um, you know, right now I'm at like 500 and something followers or whatever. It's taken a lot of hard work. I DM a lot of people and connect and follow and thank you. Thank people. People have hit me up. And they said, hey, we'll do the follow on follow thing. Uh, you know, what's your, what's, what's your strategy on growing your Instagram or maybe just any, any platforms growth? And then what's your thoughts on that? You know, uh, the more, I guess you can say, I wouldn't want to call it fake because I don't know if it's fake, but I've decided not to do it because I just want to do it you know, organically, but you know, what, what's your yeah. thoughts on that? It, it's definitely really difficult and it's funny. And again, for the listener too, I just, I want to let you know that I'm coming from a place of like growing, let's check the stats right now. I'm growing a, uh, my Instagram is 7,200 followers. Now of those 72 and mind you, I've had Instagram since 2010. I don't know. I think it's 2014 something like that. I remember I recently took a screenshot of my first post, but I was, you know, one of the first million users on uh, Instagram when it came out. I have 16,000 posts and there's a reason why I'm saying this. I have 16,000 posts. I'm following. Wow, that's a lot of posts, dude. It's a lot of freaking posts and I only have 7,200 followers. Um, Unfortunately, uh, you know, in the beginning when I started Instagram, I wasn't thinking about Instagram ghost. I had growth. I had no idea about any of that stuff until about two or three years ago when I realized it was too late. Oh, by the way, to the listener, full disclosure, a thousand of my followers are fake. I bought them. I bought a thousand followers when I started my social media company uh, because I didn't know what buying followers was all about. I was like, okay. What does that even mean? Like, what is a You literally follower? buy fake followers. What like, they're fake just follower? fake accounts. They're fake accounts that are inactive and it just pumps up your numbers. I've tried to delete them all and I think I have. 
maybe most of them. So since somebody then, out there just owns a bunch of random like fake accounts and then you pay them and then they just go fo- they have all your all their fake accounts go follow. Yeah. Yeah. Jing. Oh, exactly. Wow. And the reason that I wanted to say that it was, you know, I I bought it before I knew what it was and I didn't know if it would have any value for my clients at the time because when I started my social media marketing company, I didn't really know anything about social media marketing. So I started trying all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought them. They don't work. So this is firsthand. They don't work. They don't do anything. You don't get any likes from it. There's no engagement. They're not real people. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. The follow and follow tactic in addition to that is it's kind of, I've tried that too. I've tried everything under the gun. I've tried Instagram comment pods. By the way, I want to, I actually give you props for that because I have the advantage of starting later. And so I can ask people like you, Mm -hmm. but you were there in the beginning and there's nothing wrong with trying things because that's how you learn. And then you can tell your people that you're coaching, Hey, don't do this, do this. Because I've, yeah, I've done, I'm not ashamed of it. Like I've, you know, I've done, I've bought likes for myself in the past. Like I, the, and the reason that I've done that, I te- I've tested out everything on my own platform because that was one of the ways that I sit in front of these clients and they're asking, oh, can I just buy fl- followers? Why can't I just buy them? And I'll tell them exactly why, because I've done it. I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking from something I read in a headline. I've done it myself and have taken the you know, taking that step to risk looking stupid to do it myself. And it looked really stupid when I did it, but I've tried Instagram pods. I've tried, um, like comment pods. Are you familiar with those? Yeah. Yeah. So there's Instagram comment pods for the listener that doesn't know what it is. It's like, so it, you know, you get in a group of text messages or like a WhatsApp message group. And every time you post, everybody in that group will comment on your, uh, will comment oh, on yeah. your. Somebody hit me up about that the other day, and I'm already so busy that I haven't. Been it's a pain. Any of them? It's a pain. Yeah, it's a pain. However, what I will say is the comment pod with the people that are actually using it, it actually built out some good friendships with me because now, like, I had to communicate with those people every day, and like, I met some really cool people, and which has actually turned into business. So if you look into it as like I'm in a little networking group, maybe that's one way to do it. But it didn't do anything crazy for my account. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think Instagram kind of picked up on that stuff. So I've tried everything uh, for the listener. I know that I'm probably running on, but if you want to try, if you are thinking of doing anything shady to grow your Instagram following for the most part, it does not work. Follow and follow people hate you for like, cause they get it. Your follow and follow tactics are usually based off of hashtags or competitors that you have. So you're following and unfollowing the same people day in and day out. And people do not like that they see what you're doing and it's, it's just kind of crappy. So what I would say to actually grow your Instagram following is two things. One, stop focusing on, stop focusing on having 10,000 followers. I want it too. I have almost 1700 posts and I see these accounts with like a hundred posts and they have 10,000. That sucks. I put in a lot of work to my stuff. So stop focusing on that. If your intent is truly to make an impact or to create, you know, to create a business opportunity, you do not need 10,000 followers to do that. I've built a great business with 7,000 followers and none of that. And and it's just because I used Instagram as a communication tool and not a way to like flex how cool I am. Right. So stop focusing on that. And the second thing is look at your Instagram as a way, as, as I was just saying, as a communication tool. Yes. It's cool to put out content to get likes. Everybody likes that dopamine drip or whatever it might be, or somebody saying, Oh my gosh, your post got a hundred likes on it. Great. So what? That does not make me money. However, if you use Instagram direct messages, if you use stories and watch people's stories and find somebody that might be interested in the same things that you are, if you use hashtags to find uh, people in your area and actually communicate with those people because you want to communicate, 
you can pull business from that. You can pull great friendships from that. I fell in love with my girlfriend from Snapchat, period. That's like awesome, we, dude. Yeah, we, we met. We met. And then like I followed her on Snapchat because I'm a creep. And then I was watching her stuff and I realized how funny she was. She was hilarious. And like, you know, she was playing like Barry White music behind burritos because she loves eating food, like stuff like that. I thought she was hilarious. That's how I fell in love with her. These tools, yes, like it's great to have the followings, but these tools are communication tools. Twitter is a communication tool. Same with Facebook. That's what it is at its core. So when you use it like that and actually create relationships, you'll get a much bigger ROI. And guess what? When you make somebody feel good, they'll give you the shout out for free as opposed to paying $100 for an account to shout you out and you get no followers from it. Because I've, I've paid for shout outs too, all of it. Man, you're just dropping it, man. This is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> Last question. Yeah. Everybody, what is the most influential? Because, you know, we want, to be in, we want to be intentional about influence. What is the most influential thing that someone has ever told you or shared with you in any form, written or just verbally, and how does it impact your life? My uncle, uh, my uncle told me, and it was when I was going through my last partnership, uh, my uncle told me, do not let your lack of education in finance be the barrier to your success. And he was speaking specifically about finance, but I took it as everything, right? Do not let your, um, do not let your, uh, your, you know, lack of education in marketing be your barrier to success in, you know, health be your barrier to success. Just sit down and learn, surround yourself with the right people. And it's something that I did surround yourself with the right people, hire somebody if you have the money, whatever it might be, but do not let anything be, do not let let a lack of knowledge be the barrier to success at all. That's solid, man. How can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Vero, Musical.ly, at Mick, M-I-Q-K, the Q comes before the K. Wow, what an inspiring episode. I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time to listen. You know, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, as well as visit empowergood.org to get all the latest updates on episodes coming up and other exciting things that happen. Finally, I want to say a big thanks to the Empower Good team, Karen, Ricky, Joel, Jasmani, and Brian. You guys are awesome. We'll see you in the next episode and remember to empower good.